We have in studio with us this morning, uh, Mr. Albert Karakacha, Chairman of the Matatu Owners Association. Albert, welcome to Capital FM. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Yeah, just get nice and close to that mic for me. You can pull it towards you. It's, uh, it might be easier. Yeah, there we go. Um, I think, you know, first of all, maybe just tell us a little about yourself and how long you've been Chairman and a bit about your history. Okay, my name's Albert Karagacha. I've been in the matatu industry for the um, most of my time, about 19 years old. Uh, I've been the national coordinator before I became the chairman two weeks ago. I was elected by the members countrywide to lead them for the next uh, five years as we try to transform the industry. Now you say 19 years old, so tell us, where did you start out in the matatu industry? Well, I started out... Uh, as an owner, and I'm still an owner, and uh, I've learned a lot about the matatu <coughs> all, uh, all over the country. Uh, when I was the national coordinator, I used to coordinate and make sure to, uh, I used to bring people together so that we can forge ahead and see where we are going. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when you say, uh, and, and is it always common, is it common or is it always the case where the chairman of the owners association is actually always an owner? Uh, uh, within the Matatu Owners Association uh, Constitution, you must own a vehicle for you to be one of the leaders. I see. Okay. Yes. All right. So you, you are ingrained in the industry. You know the difficulties, the challenges, the successes. You know all of that as an owner. Yeah, I, I know all of that as an owner. Okay. Yeah. Let's just get straight into it. Um, yeah. we, have, we know the price of gasoline or, or, or fuel uh, the most precious commodity besides the vehicle itself to a matatu owner is obviously fuel you can't function without it um, has caused you guys uh, as owners the margins to get less and less significantly less and less and less and we've seen that over the last 10 years uh, and now uh, even more so um, you've cushioned the if I'm not mistaken you've been cushioning the end user that's the common one Anchi. you've been cushioning them for some time without allowing a price hike um, even though gasoline uh, petrol uh, the cost went up for some time is that correct it is correct we've been cautioning it uh, for the last uh, 10 years mm -hmm. and uh, this is the high time we've decided that uh, the price will go up mm. we've decided to put it at 30 uh, percent we've talked to all our members countrywide and we are going to make sure that uh, we will not uh, really push the customer to feel bad it's not our wish to go that direction we decided to go that direction because of the finance bill 2023 and uh, as we move on we think that we will be talking to the government to see how we are going to help the common manaji we have a person coming from madare how can we help those uh, hustler because the government talks about hustler how can we make a hustler feel that the government is taking care of them. So we are going to be having talks with the government to see how we can try to help the hustler. He should not suffer. Right. But 30% is significant. I mean, it is significant. And, and again, a 16% fuel levy is obviously going to cause you guys in the Matatu Owners uh, Association and all Matatu owners for that matter yeah. to have to really think about how you keep your vehicle in business. Um, you can't continue to offer the same price price point for your end user uh, because you'll run at, you will end, end up running your business at a loss. True. 30% is quite significant. So there are going to be people and we spoke about this in the last hour um, about the person who's getting affected is in fact the hustler, True. which is the focal point of this current government. 30% is significant. Okay, for us, the, for now 30% will be okay for us. 
because if you go deeper into it, uh, the loans have gone up, uh, the tires have gone up, even the spare parts are going to go up. So we decided if we do 30%, it will be okay for us to move on. Right. And, and I guess that 30% has to happen for you to keep your vehicles in business. For now, 30% will help us to keep our, bi- our, our, our business running at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we move on, we'll need to go deeper to find out how can we really help the hustler uh, talking to the government so that we can see how we can move in as Kenyans. Right. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you foresee less uh, customers uh, with this 30% uh, hike? Today in the morning, we were on the road. Mm-hmm. And we've tried to check what is happening. Our people are charging the, the increment. So it started? It, uh, it has started uh, today. Okay. And uh, majority of people, okay, we have complaints here and there, but we are telling them to bear with us as we move on. Is there a plan in place? Let's just assume this fuel price doesn't change. We are all hoping that the cost of fuel will eventually decrease and come down. Yeah. Is there a plan in place to lower the cost if the fuel price doesn't change, if this levy continues at the 16%? Is there a plan in place from, from where you sit to ensure that you can lower that 30% to something a little bit more digestible? If the government can come in and try to do something like giving the subsidy, we can sit down and see what we can be able to mm-hmm. do. Okay. Yeah. So it really relies on the government. You really rely on the government. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you were, I'm going to ask you this question, and I, again, <laughs> bear with me here. If you were sitting on the, the if in this in the ministry that handles petroleum, fuel, and and taxes and price of of petrol, etc., uh, you know, how would you then assist the Matatu owners and the Matatu industry? Um, if you were sitting in that ministry, how would you assist the Matatu industry to make this all work well for everyone? To, to us, uh, to me, how I can assist the Matatu industry, it is to try to lower down the issue of going deeper, the issue of loans, because you get that the loans we are getting from banks, uh, we are charged like any other person and we are doing the transport. If you go to other countries, you get that uh, government must give subsidy to the transport sector. But in Kenya, we don't get subsidy. We can say that if government can come up and decide, let's give subsidy to transport sector, we can try to come up with a way of lowering the fuel down. Right, and it is, again, it is it is the common one, Anchi, who will end up suffering because you have to raise your prices. True, true, true. Okay. Yes. Uh, 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 the uh, transport CS uh, Merkerman has come out to say that going forward, he has a plan which is to ensure that all public service vehicles uh, are equipped with cameras, front camera and back camera, like dash cams, so that things can be witness of what happens around them, not necessarily within the vehicle. Um, but there's a cost to that as well. Um, has this been received well by the Matatu owners, or is this going to be another uh, fight to get this done? To us, it's a, a burden to the Matatu owners. And uh, if you go deeper into the law, we do not have any law which is going to back what the minister is coming up with. Mm-hmm. As we talk right now, we are burdened with other things which uh, the government should sit down with us we come up with a way how to push the corruption because the corruption is the one causing the accidents on our roads. Okay. As the Matatu Owners Association, we are saying government should sit down with us so that we can try to see how to help the common Mwanainji, uh, the one who is boarding our Matatus, not to be affected with whatever is coming up with. Because if you go to our roads, there's a lot of corruption. 
Today we are meeting with the anti-corruption authority to see how we can discuss and see how we can try to eliminate corruption. Mm. Everything is about corruption. The accidents we are having is about corruption. It's not the doing of the honor of the matato. Okay. Yes. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you mean when you say that corruption, because I think it's really important that we highlight where the problem lies, specifically where the problem lies. Um, and also we're going to discuss a little bit about uh, some of the things you're doing to, to make the industry a little bit less uh, aggressive on the roads. Let's put it that way. We'll be right back. Uh, if you have any questions for the chairman of the Matatu Owners Association, you can get them in now on 0701-984-984 or send us a tweet if you'd like, 984 in the morning. Hashtag drive in. This morning, I have the honor of uh, the presence of Albert Karakacha, the chairman of the Matatu Owners Association. Albert, uh, we are just talking off air. Let's get into it on air here. Um, You know, a couple of weeks ago in the papers and all over the news was the... um, an expose of Matatu drivers that actually never took a driving test. This is a huge concern. Um, people put their children in Matatus to go to school uh, in the mornings. Um, people put their mothers and fathers in buses to go from one uh, from Nairobi to Shags or Shags to Nairobi. Um, you know, where does this? Where does the blame lie here? Because this is a big problem. Okay, to us, the the blame should lie squarely to the government, because uh, if you go to Railway training school. They have a railway training school where they train the drivers. So we are urging the government to sit down with us, see how we can come up with a driving school, which we are going to train our drivers. We are going to train our conductors. We are going to train our managers. We can come up with the traffic marshals. Uh, We are trying to create employment. Matatu can create up to 500,000 employment a year. Wow. So to us, if the government can partner with us, we do some good trainings. We don't need those cameras on our roads. We can be having disciplined drivers. Yeah. We have some examples of uh, circles like 4NT circle, which have some inspectors. And if you try to go to the 4NT, you'll get that there is, there is some discipline. So we're urging the government that let's sit together. Let's see how we can help to create employment by training our drivers, by coming up with another way of removing corruptions on on our road. We need to have traffic marshals who will help us to make sure that there is no traffic within town, there is no traffic within our highways. We need to make policemen to be highway patrols rather than them sticking somewhere and start extorting money from there. And I think when you say highway patrols, the problem here is we know, when I'm driving to Navasha, I know where the cops are. You know, the one with the speed gun? Yeah. <coughs> I know where he is. Yeah. So I know that during that stretch, he's behind that bush, I'm just going to slow down. True. It, it, everything is easy to tell here, right? True. You know the cops that are, And I'm sure the Matatu drivers know which cops will take a bribe and which ones won't. True. And um, let's be honest, the majority probably do. True. Um, you talk about this training program. Um, you, you say it rests squarely in government. True. You are saying, as the Matatu owners, yeah. we will organize this facility to train marshals, to train drivers, to to professionalize the industry, but you need the funding. Is that correct? Yeah, we need the funding. And uh, we think that the government, within the taxes we are paying, they need to come up with a budget, how we can work as a team and have that fund. And we are going to be urging some of the development partners to come in and see how we can work as a team so that we can eliminate corruption. We can try to reduce the accidents on our roads. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about those accidents. No, before we do that, you talk about corruption. Yeah. Can you just 
can you break down when you say corruption? What do you mean corruption? I mean, we know that corruption can start with 50 bob to a cop. We know that. But beyond that, where does the corruption lie? You see, if you go to some of the government uh, offices, you'll get that you have to give something small. Something else we are talking about is about uh, how can we be able <coughs> to train even the policemen? Because if you go deeper, our policemen are not paid well. Mm -hmm. So the only place they can go and uh, push money, extort money, it is from the Matatu sector. But as we move on, if we can try to give to pay them well, and uh, going forward, we employ the traffic marshals, we employ the inspectors, create employment through the Matatu sector, I think we'll try to bring the corruption down. Can I ask you a question? This is a very uh, a random question, but it's along the lines of what we're talking about. Yeah. We do remember when former President Mwakebaki came into power. Um, one of his main focuses in the early stages was professionalizing the industry. You remember that, right? True. Uh, everyone should have a uniform. The buses shouldn't be painted. They should all be the same. Well, if you go to South Africa, they all look the same. It's, it's much more professionalized. True. Do you think that that was that initiative because it really did work for a while everything yeah. seemed to be working better yeah. but we've lost our way in the last 15 years is that or 10 12 years yeah we've lost our way because uh, of political interest we are urging politicians to move away from the matatu sector we need to professionalize the matatu sector we need to work and see how we help the youth because within the matatu sector we have more youth who are looking for jobs we have graduates who are coming to the matatu sector to look for their jobs so we are urging the government, if we can sit down and see how we can create more employment so that we can be able to eliminate corruption. Mm. Do you feel that the Matatu sector could, be, could solve a large part of the unemployment crisis if it's done correctly? If it is done correctly, we can be able to solve the, some of the employment in this country. Okay, that's amazing. All right, Albert, we're going to take another quick break for the sports. When we come back, uh, we'll just get into what you guys are doing to, on, behind the scenes to make the industry run smoother and better. All that coming up in just a few minutes. Capital FM. As we wind down our conversation with the Matatu Owners Association chairman, uh, freshly uh, inducted as chairman, two weeks old, yeah. uh, previous chairman, of course, being the uh, very outspoken Simon Kimutai, who I'll ask you about towards the end of this conversation. There's some questions that have come in here, uh, which I think we should address. Uh, first and foremost, uh, uh, from Elizabeth Mwiti on Twitter, the MOA chairman cannot blame unroadworthy vehicles and reckless driving and corruption. This one sits squarely on the owners. Your response to that? True, it sits squarely on the owners, but we need the enforcement to play their role. Mm -hmm. And that's why we are uh, asking the government, let's partner, let's have inspectors within the Matatu sector on our roads, let's have traffic marshals, let's support the circles. Uh, the law says that if you want to, to honor Matatu, you honor Matatu through a circle, let's the government give more powers to the circle so that the circle can try to discipline the owners who have unrolled with the vehicles. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, a lot of this is chicken and egg. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, we, we, we've got a question here that says, when will Matatus begin to use the roads within the laws, stopping on the road to pick people and causing traffic, bullying people off the road, not obeying traffic lights, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I want to focus on stopping on the road to pick people. There are designated areas where people should be picked up, and we have them across the city and across the country, right? Yeah. Um, but, but again... You know, the, the, the user of the Matatu doesn't use it, but the Matatus also should be f forcing that as a regulation, i.e. you can only get on this Matatu if you are at this bus stop. Um, we have this situation where they stop like every 
I mean, on, my, on Othaya Road, I live off Othaya Road. If you're behind a Matatu on Othaya Road, just and it's a busy day, just be prepared that you're going to stop every four or five seconds because there's always a passenger waiting to get on a bus. How do we get around that? Okay, as the Matatu Owner Association, we are in talks with the county governments because they need to mark those bu- bus stops. Once they mark the bus, the bus stops, it will be easier for the, the Matatu to stop where it's supposed to stop. Going forward, we are urging our drivers to make sure that they stop where they, they've marked the bus stop. Rather than stopping everywhere, it is going to cause the owner because at the end of the day when the vehicle is arrested, the owner is the one to pay the fines. Right. Yes. Okay, so we have to put the onus back on the owner of the bus. I mean, really, truly, but, but you need law enforcement to play their part is what they you're They need saying. to play their part. We need the county government to play their part. They must make those, those bus stops so that it will be easier for them to stop where they, they've been marked. Okay. Yeah. But still, if I'm standing outside my apartment uh, gate and my Matatu knows that's where he or she picks me up, um, they, we, you know, we, have to, we have to eliminate that as well. We have to eliminate that. We need to talk to our passengers and make sure that they need to stop where the bus stop is supposed to be. Yeah. But going forward, we are, as the association, we are going to come up with a technology whereby we, we can uh, pick you even in your house uh, where, uh, as we move on. That is the future as we go on. Okay, so technology is going to start playing a big role with, yeah. within the Matatu industry. True. Um, another uh, question here that's come in. Um, my, hold on one second. Uh, driving schools already exist. Uh, please put him to task to explain what he means about the government providing driving schools for Matatu drivers. Uh, we are a special and uh, we, 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 we think that uh, we want to have our own driving school because we need to train our drivers uh, so so dedicated to matatu drivers. dedicated to the matatu owners association okay all yes, right and yes. then then now if if there is a rogue driver if there is a problem they can come back to you and say yeah where's the paperwork did this person go through this, true, this true. driving school and yeah. blah 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 yes what happens now uh, final question here uh albert what happens now if i'm if um if i'm a driver of a matatu and you're the owner of the fleet uh, and I have an accident, which is my fault. What is the sort of what is the what is the punishment? What is the what are the repercussions? The repercussion, uh, as the association, we've been talking to our circles. If we have a rock driver, they must make sure that that driver is suspended. And uh, as we move on, uh, when we are coming up with our training, we'll re- retrain that driver to make sure that he must change his behavior. Okay. Yes. All right. And and if it continues, then you just get rid of that driver. We have to get rid of that driver. Okay. Yes. I think what, the things that really stood out for me in this uh, um, conversation is that you are trying your level best to help the unemployment crisis in the country. There's a lot of jobs for young people within the Matatu industry, yeah. but, but that can really only happen once we have some sort of regulated, formulated uh, industry where there are systems that need to be, that are put in place from a government side and from Matatu owner's side. It is true. Uh, we will work very closely with the government to come up with those systems and see how we can help the young Kenyans to get employment. All right, Albert, thanks so much for coming in. Final Thank final you. comments from you. How is my friend Simon Kimutai? I know he he was there for 20 years. Uh, now two weeks you've been in the in the role. He was very outspoken. He was always in the media. How is he doing? Uh, our former chairman, I think, is doing very well. He's uh-huh. uh, now uh, playing golf. <laughs> I love that. And uh, he's a farmer in Kericho. Wonderful. Well, listen, when you speak to him next, please give him my, my salams and tell him I'm, anytime he's, he's around, he must come and see us. Okay. All right. Albert, thanks very much for thank coming you, in this Thank morning. you, thank you, thank you, sir.